Welcome to another episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast, where we interview top sellers and sales leaders to learn the different tips, tricks, and mental strategies that they use to create sustainable peak performance. Let's get rolling. And I'm also curious, especially with, uh, as we talked before, this trilogy of books that you've come out with, what if folks get wrong about that rep to manager move, the manager to director, VP, what do you see folks really struggling with as they move through that career journey in their own evolution? Well, I, th- <clears throat> I think a lot of people just try to go down that path because um, they don't know what else to do and they just want to earn more money. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with staying an individual contributor your whole career and, and moving up market or finding bigger companies that might pay more different roles and stuff like that. So, you know, some of the stuff I write about in, in the books is like cautionary tales of people who went into leadership whiffed and ended up back. And it's like, do you really want to do this? Like, here's the good, bad, and ugly of being in a sales leadership position. So I try to be real transparent with all that, that kind of stuff. Um, and just make sure people have all the information they should have before they say yes to this particular trajectory and, uh, and career path, you know? Um, and when you, when you go from rep to manager, you know, you have to get good at, you have to have a process and you have to get good at coaching people to that process and things that have come naturally or feel easy to you are not necessarily that way with everybody you're working with. So you have to summon this like superhuman amount of patience and, and find ways to simplify things even more than you think you have to simplify them in order to teach somebody and work with them until, you know, it finally clicks. And then sure enough, after it's clicked, something happens in this person's life and, they lose their momentum and their performance goes down and now I got to rebuild them from scratch. Right. And that, that up and down and, and having your income and performance tied up in how somebody else is doing and their well being is difficult, uh, you know, to wrap your head around. So you, you really have to, I think, just get more joy and fulfillment from, me coaching Jordan to close a deal than me closing a deal on my own. And, you know, when you go from manager to VP of sales, you're now the one who's building all this process out and figuring out the messaging and defining the ideal customer profile and doing the recruiting. So you go from just like somebody who's executing the playbook to somebody who's creating and designing the playbook. So that requires a lot more kind of strategic vision and uh, it's a lot riskier, you know, as, as well as if, if it doesn't work, guess where the ax is coming down. Right. So a lot of responsibility on that one, but you know, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, so I, I, I like hearing that. And then I saw that you spent some time uh, with a graduate degree going for in, instructional design, maybe, uh, oh, man, as a whole, yeah. 
how, how does that come out to how you help teach people or how you help coach and lead teams or different individuals? Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I, <clears throat> I played two sports in college, like I said, and, and, uh, I had no mind for business whatsoever. I, I think I only had to take one course in my whole four years in school. Um, and it was like a basic economics course or something like that. And I, I, I didn't learn shit. And I think I got like a C in it. And uh, <clears throat> what I studied was psychology and religion. So I had a psychology degree and a uh, religious studies minor. And, and the dean of the psychology university, she was all over me to, to go and try to be a therapist. She was like, you're, you're, you have a gift for this. You're like good at listening to people and suggesting solutions without like totally telling people what to do. And, you know, um, it's a good way to help people and you can earn pretty good living and everything. And in my mind, I was like, I don't want to fucking listen to people's problems all day long. This sounds horrible. I don't want to do that. I just was studying this stuff because it was interesting. So I graduate and like, Oh, you're supposed to go get a job now. And I'm like, I really, I don't really want to, <laughs> I don't want to work right now. Like I still want to play soccer. So, you know, like, what do I, what do I do? That's res respectable. Like, Oh, you go to grad school. So I went to grad school because I'm like, I don't want to work, but I don't want to look like a bum who's doing nothing either. So there was this program at Arizona state and my dad had got a, his PhD from Arizona state years before. So there was like a family lineage there a little bit. Um, there was this program called learning and instructional technology. And it was, you, you study like learning theory and then it's talking about like course design and corporate training and like how to design training programs and things like that. Um, and my dad is a professor. So it's like, okay, well, let me learn more about how people learn and I'm going to learn how to teach people. And like, maybe I'll be a teacher or maybe I'll, you know, be a coach. Um, maybe I'll be a corporate trainer. So that was, I was like thinking about all those kind of things. Right. But then uh, as soon as I get my master's degree, I get sick. And like I said before, I have four years go by while I'm in the hospital. I forget everything. In my mind, I forget everything. Like, I don't have a degree anymore. So I got to start from scratch. And so, you know, I pick sales because it's like the only thing I can think of where I can make as much money as possible and my performance dictates my income and I could advance my career faster right? And I could get that competitive kind of rush, right? Um, so to, to say that, you know, my master's program really in, in any serious way, like has impacted my work life and, and leadership style, I'm sure some of the stuff has, has bled in, but it's not, it's not even conscious, frankly. Yeah. It's, it's a, what a cool story and just the, the wild ride that life takes us on is so fascinating. And I think having this background around psychology, around religion, around, you know, some of the instructional learning design, I just find it so fascinating thinking about how do humans learn and that most of our education traditionally is not helping us learn how to learn, but what to learn. Yeah. And I think that's what I've seen in a lot of sales as well as we say, okay, great. Here's the thing. 
here's the process, do it, but there's not much why or, well, help me understand, like, how did you get there versus just, oh, yeah, I'm, I heard this trigger. I'm supposed to ask this question. And I, I find that's where a lot of reps and, and leaders really struggle as they move. I'm curious your thoughts on that. Well, I totally agree with you. I actually think that's a brilliant quote. I'm trying to recite it in my head over and over, which is, you know, we sort of, I think you said we spend too much time thinking about what to learn versus how to learn. Um, I think that's a really great soundbite. So you should make sure you use that uh, for your own purposes, for your own purposes before I try to steal it. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, becoming self-aware enough to understand how you learn and what works for you, I think is super important. Like my auditory processing sucks. So fun fact, even though I have my own podcasts and I've recorded 275 episodes in the last year and a half, um, I'm not a podcast listener because I can't focus and absorb the information. Uh, yeah, I don't do audiobooks for the same reason. Maybe I'm old, I'm old school, whatever. Like I got to hold the paperback thing in my hands. I got to reread passages three, four times before I understand what the fuck I just read. So I know that about myself. I'm much more of a physical or visual learner than I am an auditory learner, but not everybody's like that. So one thing that I, I did do well is I would build my onboarding and training program in sales. And I would be testing people through lots of different mediums to test the learning. So we'd have, I literally would build written exams on the material. We'd have a presentation kind of exam. We have auditory sort of role play, spoken word kind of things. And it's like, okay, you can deliver the pitch to me verbally. Can you write it out? Can you write out the objection? Here's the objection, write it out in an email and send it to me. Right. So you just, I'm testing all these different ways. And you know, the, the deeper understanding you have about a, a piece of material, you can perform in all the different ways that's asked of you. Right. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I think I did apply to how I, I've run training and, and designed it. You nail on the head. I, I'm pretty similar. I, I listen to podcasts, but I realize I don't retain as much. I, I try, I hear all these people, Oh, I got through 150 books this year. And it's like, Oh, well, most of those were audio books on like two and a half times yeah. speed. Yeah. And you, didn't, you didn't remember shit. No, there's, you know, maybe you get one nugget and I believe yeah. some of this stuff sticks in the brain, but is it something you can actually hold on to? And so for me, I'm like, I, I read on a Kindle, but I, I love this app that I found called Readwise that like pulls out my different highlights for retention because, you know, mm -hmm. the, the memory retention curve drops off so fastly, uh, so quickly from when somebody hears something new, if you're not repeating it, just like I, I like hearing you say like, oh, I heard that quote, I'm repeating it in my head because that's how we build those neural networks and pathways that allow us to go back to it. It's thanks to help from listeners like you, this podcast can continue to grow and help others. If you found anything helpful in today's episode, please take a second, share with a friend and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast today. Thanks.